Here's a message from Ken Lavica. When do you know when your coach is about done? When do you know when it's time to start calling the moving company if you are a head coach? Today, we're going to learn the art of the head coaching red flag. Stone Lebanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Talking about pride for your region. Leaving press conferences early. Both of those probably qualify as head coaching red flags. And when you see that as a fan, it's time to start bracing yourself. Ken LeVick alive Tuesday. We are two, two days from Thanksgiving, the most disrespected damn holiday in this country. We're in the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, in the Phillips Point Towers, right off of the sunny but cool and crisp Intracoastal. Christina Costanza, nice enough, sweet enough to hang out with me until 1 o'clock. Thank you for being by my side in these arduous times. Uh, hey, hey, Friday Night Lights, why don't you turn her uh, her mic on, please? Uh, mic two. There we go. Is this, is yeah. we're, okay, we're going out. Yeah. Well, no, I'm happy to be here, and I'm excited to talk Thanksgiving, because I love Thanksgiving, yeah. we're gonna have and a- I haven't ignored Thanksgiving. Yeah. And me and you both know that, that we are for the no decorations before mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. We love to enjoy the food and the holiday. And then we can get on to the holidays after that. We are pro-Thanksgiving. And, Pro-Thanksgiving. Uh, already making his presence felt as Friday Night Lights, Stone Levanowitz running things and making sure things run smoothly. All right, so... Uh, let's review last night. And the only thing you really need to know about last night, and especially if you follow Dan Orlovsky on Twitter, and Friday Night Lights and I were talking about this uh, before the show, the Giants at one point in their 30-10 to loss to Tampa had three receivers run an in route, and they all ran into each other on one play. What? Yeah, three, three receivers on one play. Two of them on the right, one on the left. They all ran an in route to the exact same place, and like a cartoon, all ran into one another. And that, friends, is your New York Giants football season. Is, is, That's a real thing that the, happened. Where's this video? Can you uh, Dan Orlovsky on Twitter. If you, if, you, if you look up Dan Orlovsky on Twitter, Dan Orlovsky ESPN, uh, they, they all run into each other, and he is aghast. He is horrified, and he makes the point, you want Daniel Jones to show signs of progress, how come Daniel Jones can't find a receiver? Oh, it's because three of the five who were lined up on the play all ran into one another. That's your New York Giants at 3-7. and seven. That is your Joe Judge-coached New York Giants football team. Now, the Giants are bad. They're not just bad, they suck. They don't just suck, they're unwatchable. They're not fun bad, they're bad bad. Joe Judge, I think, is in trouble. Is it all his fault? No. Because, and Evan Cohen has preached this for years, and I stand by him every step of the way with this, you should not be drafting a running back, top three. You shouldn't be drafting a running back top five. You shouldn't be running a running, uh, drafting a running back top ten. 
You shouldn't be drafting a running back top 32. You don't draft running backs in the first round. I think that it could apply to slot receivers as well. Because I watched the Dolphins on Sunday against the Jets, and I like Jalen Waddle super quick. But you drafted a slot receiver at six. Guess who's as good as Jalen Waddle, if not better? A guy the Jets took in the second round in Elijah Moore from Ole Miss. Okay? You don't take running backs in the first round. You don't take slot receivers in the first round. Of course, I'm referencing Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley, for as big as his thighs are and as powerful as his legs are. Those thighs. He's made of porcelain. Those thighs. Yeah, he's got big thighs. Big thighs. Big thighs, glass bones. (laughs) And that's a bad combination. Because it gives you false hope that he might actually stay healthy for more than two games. Saquon Barkley cannot stay on the field. Daniel Jones is limited. Is he as bad as his numbers suggest? I don't think so, especially when he has three receivers running into one another on one play. That's bad. That's not good football, Tian. And I know that you don't fancy yourself as some wise football sage, but even you could say common sense would dictate, yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, that was a big problem. Yeah, not good. Not good. Joe Judge, after the game last night, did what I consider to be the first major red flag. Now, you could argue the first major red flag of Joe Judge is that he is super disciplinarian. He's meatball, hard-headed, we're going to play football the right way. Raspy voice, uh, that Northeast accent. We're going to teach football the right way. And then his team is consistently one of the most penalized every single weekend. That's a red flag. Red flag. But then here's the next red flag. I present to you Joe Judge after last night's hideous loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Here is the next Joe Judge red flag. We've got to go out there and we have to work and put put ourselves in a position that the fan base has something to cheer for. Okay? So, look, I take this very personally. All right? I'm, I'm a man of my word. When I look in the camera, I tell people in New York, New Jersey, you know, the fan base area, when I tell them, we're going to give you something to be proud of, I'm not asking you to be patient. That's not your job. I'm telling you, we're going to put something on the field you can be proud of. Okay, that's on my name. Okay, you understand that? That's on my name. All right? I'm the leader of this team. I'm in charge of this team. That's on me. I don't point fingers. I don't make excuses. All right? We're going to get this right. I'm not asking them to, you know, be patient through it. I'm just telling you point blank. I just told the players. I told the players, you just show up on Wednesday. What? Ready to go. So there are actually two red flags in that from Joe Judge last night, okay? The first one is when you try to rally the region. When you say, New York, New Jersey, I know you have a lot of pride. And we're going to work our damnedest to make you proud. That's the sign of a panic head coach. Because you don't hear John Harbaugh say, Baltimore, stand up. I've got your back. Want to know why? Because he's never been in a position where he's panicky, even when things haven't gone great with the Ravens, because they have a system there and he trusts what he does. Joe Judge is now panicking. New York, New Jersey, I know you have a lot of pride, and we're working for you. We want you to be proud of us. That's a red flag right there, okay? That's along the lines of... Say, like, in your marriage, you've been screwing up, okay? Okay. And it's been going real bad. You need, you don't come home or you come home late. You don't check in. You've missed a couple of dance recitals. And Is this your you, life? No, this is not my <laughs> life. You said dance recitals. But I've known. No, no, no. I, uh, okay. 
I want to make something clear. I am fine with dance. If my girls want to dance, great. I'll show up to all of those. But I have told my daughters, and I stand by this, if they ever want to get into baton, that's a hard no, and they can find a ride to their baton competitions. I am a flat no on baton. Sorry, girls. I have a baton. I asked for a baton when I was a kid, but I, I never like competed or anything. I think I just saw a friend's cousin or something throw the baton in the air and I thought it was super cool so I had my parents buy me one then I was afraid of it because it was it was hard it, it it's was, hard yes it's scary it's very it scary flying down at you uh, and I I love the visual of Christina just like traipsing around her backyard tossing the <laughs> baton around uh, I tried to be able with to the like, streamers on the end like a dork mine, <laughs> mine did not have streamers <laughs> but I would try to like move it between you know like my fingers how they move it really fast in the circle whatever nope I could never get it yeah it's very difficult, but also the competitions are wildly boring. I had two friends who would go to competitions twice a year because their respective sisters were in baton, and we're talking like two-day death march nightmares. So that's a flat no. All right, so dance recitals, yes. Yeah. Baton, baton no. no. So I promise I'm not talking about this when I, I'm talking about me when I'm making this analogy, but okay. you're screwing up. I'm glad. Uh, and and you know that you're the one who's who's creating cracks in your marriage, and you, 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 you after you get called on it, you say, no, no, I want, I want to make you proud. I want to make you proud of me. I want to make you proud of us. It's all platitude BS, mm-hmm. okay? Because you're not, after getting called on it, you're feeling guilty. and you're I, I, Because you're worried because your wife pays all the bills. Now, that is me talking about me. Your wife takes it pays all the bills. You're like, oh, crap, if I'm out on my own, I'm screwed. I'm living under 95. Yeah. I want you to be proud of us. So that's what Joe Judge is, is doing right there. Uh, let's, let's hear it one more time. Joe Judge last night, and then I'll tell you what the second red flag there is from Joe Judge. We've got to go out there, and we have to work and put, this up, put ourselves in a position that the fan base has something to cheer for. Okay? So, look, I take this very personally. All right? I'm, I'm a man of my word. When I look in the camera, I tell people of New York, New Jersey, you know, the fan base area, when I tell them, we're going to give you something to be proud of, I'm not asking you to be patient. That's not your job. I'm telling you, we're going to put something on the field you can be proud of. Okay, that's on my name. Okay, you understand that? That's on my name. All right? I'm the leader of this team. I'm in charge of this team. That's on me. I don't point fingers. I don't make excuses. All right? We're going to get this right. I'm not asking them to, you know, be patient through it. I'm just telling you point blank. I just told the players. I told the players, you just show up on Wednesday. Well, what? Ready to go. Tina, he said about four times, that's on me. That's my name. I'm the leader. That's on me. That's on me. Yes. The over-accountability is also red a flag. sign of panic and a red flag. Yes. Absolutely. Because here at, at ESPN West Palm, like we, we preach accountability. And accountability is one thing. Going over the top is a whole nother thing. Like, if today I forget to produce a spot, a partner's pissed, it doesn't run, we go into Thanksgiving, it was supposed to start tomorrow, Wednesday, and it doesn't get done, I'll be like, yeah, that's on me. That's my fault. I'll fix it. But if I come back Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, I'm so sorry. That's on me. I screwed up. My bad. I, that's on me. That's my name. It's on me. That's a problem. You know what that is? That's me panicking because I'm worried that something bigger is coming from a punishment standpoint. Oh, yeah. Joe Judge is at that point now. That's a red flag. Is the Giants, uh, and are the Giants all Joe Judge's fault? No. He inherited some talent, but also bad culture. But Joe Judge, now that he's exhibiting these red flags, I don't know how you pull out of that. What are your, as a fan, what are your red flags for a coach where you say to yourself, this is it. This guy 
is done. There's no coming back. They're looking for a new coach. What are your head coaching red flags? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at ESPN West Palm. What are your head coaching red flags? Joe Judge, what we saw last night trying to rally the region, that's a red flag. Joe Judge, over accountability, second red flag. And then I present to you what happened on Sunday after the Seahawks were embarrassed by a Kyler Murrayless Arizona Cardinals team. Because Pete Carroll, this comes in two parts. A little bonus audio for you, Tina. <laughs> Let's hear part one of Pete Carroll mid-sentence in his press conference deciding that, you know what, I can't do this anymore, and I'm just walking out. It really comes down to them being able to convert and us, us not. And so, it, it's, I'm sorry, it's not, not a different story. It's been the same story in and out of this, this whole season, and we've got to see if we can turn this thing. I, I'm, I'm really done. What was your... So he just walked out the door. Just walked out of the door. Wow. And after, after five minutes of his press conference, just out the door. Bye, see ya. But then, a half an hour later... Pete Carroll showered, got dressed, and decided, you know what? I'm going to go finish that press conference. And this is what, uh, what, what that sounded like. I know that you probably have some more questions. I don't know if I have any more answers for you, but I'll try my ass. I'll try. I'm just not any good at this. You know, I, I'm not prepared for this. This is not, this, I'm, I'm struggling to, uh, to do a good job of, you know, coaching when you, when, when you get your butt kicked in, in week in and week out. I, I don't, I, you know, it's just, it's new territory. So, um, and I'm, competing is in every way I can think of but um, I'm just unfamiliar with it and, and so if I leave early or if I make a mistake that's that's um, you know I'm not in I'm on my best game right here another red flag this that is, makes me sad uh, yeah, well and, and this is what he's trying to do he's trying to gain sympathy so that's it's another red flag yeah and because he wants the fan base or the Tinas of the world to rally around him say it's okay Pete. Pete's right he's not used to this Pete's not used to losing. He's, he's going insane. It's tearing him apart so much so that he, he couldn't face the questions about the deficiencies with his football team. He had to go take a break because it's driving him crazy. Why is this happening? I'm here for you, Pete. That's a red flag because that's desperation too. That's a desperate move for a desperate coach who knows he doesn't really truly know how to fix it. But more importantly than that, he knows he doesn't have the players to fix it. And so that's pure theatrics right there from Pete Carroll. Really? That's a red flag. He's never Absolutely. been like this before? No, no, that is theater pure and simple. And I love Pete Carroll. He's a great coach. But sometimes your time runs out. And his time's running out in Seattle, and he knows it, and that's pure theatrics right there. Because in case something does happen, he wants fans to say, man, he, he was really worn down in the end. That team, that team wore him down. Pete Carroll with a red flag. What are your head coaching red flags? Because we've identified three of them right now. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And on Twitter, at ESPN West Palm. It's why after the Jaguars game, the loss at London, when uh, Brian Flores waited forever to get into his press conference and he volunteered to the media that, I just, I sat there. I, I, it was a tough loss, and I, I sat there. When explaining why he was delayed to his press conference, I, that's where I started to feel a little uh-oh about Brian Flores. You don't want to let people into your emotions that much 
as a head coach when things are going poorly. You just don't because you're trying to earn the sympathy card. And that is not a good sign for an NFL head coach. You know what else is not a good sign at the college level? When your coach wants to completely ignore arguably the biggest part of the job because he's, you know that he's done a bleeping terrible job at that part of the job. And my I present to you, I think the main reason now that Dan Mullen is unemployed after being fired at Florida. Because, Tina, I want to bring you back to after Florida was embarrassed at Georgia and Dan Mullen was asked about recruiting. Recruiting, Tina, and again, you're not some sort of uh, football entrepreneur. No. But recruiting, you know, at the college football level, you don't win if you don't recruit. Yes. And this was Dan Mullen's reply to a question about recruiting. Uh, coach, the uh, topic of recruiting has come up a lot in the last couple of days from a few angles. Uh, is there a different approach needed for uh, the level no. of consistency? Well, we're, we're in the season right now. We'll do recruiting after the season. When it gets this Uh-oh. recruiting time, we can talk about recruiting. Sounds good. Okay. Uh, Next question. So let's not. We're not going to talk about recruiting. Let's not watch kids while they're playing. Yeah. And it, right. Uh, and and that's what's so damning about that. And and Tina, Tina of all people, completely nailed it. Because when Dan Mullen said that, it sure as bleep was recruiting time. Yeah. Like it's the middle of recruiting time. Recruiting time's no longer in February when old man Friday Night Lights was being recruited over there <laughs> running the board. Okay, yeah. Stone Labanowitz. Uh December 15th is the signing day now. So now is recruiting time. Now. Not then. Now. And when Dan Mullen said that, I knew that that was the beginning of the end. And then they went and lost at South Carolina. And then they let uh, an FCS team uh, damn near put up 70 on them. And then they, uh, they, they lost in overtime to Mizzou. And Eli Drinkwitz uh, trolled Dan Mullen. And then he was fired. But I want to present to you before we had to break, the ultimate red flag. It'll never be topped. And I want to send you to the magical 2007 Miami Dolphins football season. Let's go to that majestic preseason of first-year head coach Cam Cameron when we started to know that, uh-oh, are we going to see a one-and-done in South Florida? Because this is the old time. I'm talking one of those massive, huge like American flags you see on the side of the road in Central Florida, just gaudy and huge, and you can't miss it. This is that. This is Cam Cameron uh, from 2007. You don't have that. You don't have that. Uh, I thought you did with the uh, with the 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 final cut that I sent. Okay, uh, we'll get to that. We'll leave you in suspense, and we'll play the ultimate red flag. When we come back, Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. We'll talk with Pat Lawler, Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys. Go to uh, uh, wanttolawyerup.com. That's wanttolawyerup.com. Again, that is Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys. Pat Lawler, our sports law insider, our sports agent insider. He will join us to talk about some issues now with sports gambling in Florida. But when we return, more head coaching Red flags. What are your head coaching red flags? Joe Judge gave us two last night. Pete Carroll gave us one over the weekend as well. When do you know a coach is just done? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. So far, Tina, you're staying with me, right? Like, all of these things make sense. Uh, the, the 
head coaching Joe Judge, who's trying to say, New York, New Jersey, I know you're proud, trying to get them behind him, uh, saying that it's on me, it's on me, but not doing it just once, doing it like four or five times. Like that, That's compensating for guilt, right? Yes, I get the Joe Judge, and I get the Dan Mullen. The Pete Carroll one, though, is really throwing me for a loop. Because you want to know why? And he really made me feel bad. Like, when I was listening to that, it just made me sad. And it just made me feel bad for him that he's, like, stressed out. And it's, 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 like, how old is he? He's the oldest coach in the NFL. Okay, yeah. And I I just can't imagine, you know, there's so many changes. This year's been crazy. And it just, listening to that, it really made me sad for him. Oh, really, Tina? What changes have been crazy in Seattle that you referenced? Not Seattle. I just mean, like, COVID, the year, Mm. like... I just feel like too with him. I was te- just curious. Technology, if you, okay. social media, like all the questions. That I want to. I want to be. I want to be clear about something. If Tina would have busted out, well, you know, Russell Wilson's been hurt. I would have just <laughs> let her take the rest of the show. <laughs> I did see. I did see that game where his finger was just weirdly. Oh boy! Like did he? Whatever and, happened to his finger was disgusting. And did he ever make a big deal about that finger? He made sure everybody knew he was coming back from that finger. He he put together a documentary about. His finger recovery. Really? Not a broken leg, not a severe head injury, not a a major leg problem. Well, are it broken fingers very common? Finger. I'm sure broken fingers are very common, though. Mm-hmm. And some yeah. may appreciate. He was only out a couple of weeks. Some may appreciate this documentary. He's acting like he tore his Achilles. He broke a pinky. What are your head coaching red flags? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And you want to know why, Tina, you feel bad for Pete Carroll? He got you because he knows you have empathy and yeah. you have sympathy and you are good at heart. And that's who he's aiming for. He's trying to manipulate. Is that the Seattle fan worked. base? Like, are they? Yeah, they're sort of like, and, and they, he, won, he won a championship there. So he automatically is going to get the benefit of the doubt. And this is what he's doing. Like, they have not been competitive to win the NFC in quite some time now. And they're bad this year. I mean, they're not good. And they have the same problems over and over and over again. And that's theatrics. Walking out of a press conference is nothing but theatrics. And then coming back in to say, oh, well, yeah, I just, I don't know how to handle this. It, it, it's tearing me apart. See, that's pure what, theater. Well, it really fooled me because, yeah, him leaving and then coming back, again, just makes me think that he's so stressed out that he just had to take... Take a shower mm-hmm. and change. Cool down. And then he was yeah. fine and good to go. But yeah, he fooled me. So in the radio business, we like to build up drama. We like to set the table and we like to tease things. And before we went to break, I said, the biggest red flag of all time, like you'd see on Route 60 here in Florida, big old American flag right on the side of the interstate. This is like that, except football and red. This is the biggest red flag, coaching red flag of all time, and it came just a couple of weeks into Dolphins training camp in 2007, and may I present to you, Cam Cameron. We want to fail forward fast. I want guys going out in this game not being afraid to fail. But if you fail, fail forward. What does that mean? Well, if you're failing forward, that means you're failing, but you're learning. You've got to learn fast. Early in the first quarter, I want want, want some guys to go out there and fail. Fail in the first half. We've got to be failing at a fast rate, and we've got to be failing forward. And that's that's kind of the theme that I'll give them tonight. Uh, So if you hit them with that one in the locker room, they haven't heard that one yet. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fail forward. Jesus H, man. Just hearing that is still uh, like completely mystifying how that came out of a human being's mouth. Someone paid millions of dollars to coach an NFL team. That's Cam Cameron. That was the biggest red flag of all time. The fail forward fast. That Tina came in the preseason in 2007, and that's when all Dolphins fans knew at that point that that was going to be it. That was going to be one and done for Cam Cameron because the Dolphins then went on to start the season at 0-14. Oh, boy. Well, they weren't afraid to fail, so, you know, it was okay. That is still the (laughs) worst press conference in the history of sports. Not just the NFL. Sports. That is the most damning press conference of all time. Just awful. Head coaching red flags. What are they for you? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Let's get to the phones. Let's start in West Palm and let's bring in Jerry. Jerry, you're on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Jerry? Hey, not much. How are you? Good. All right. Well, hey, when you said the Dolphins 0-14, that was, um, they won their first game. They won... They beat the Ravens. Uh, Greg Camarillo touchdown. Am I right? Or? Yeah, that was that was week uh, week sixteen, game fifteen. That was the uh, Greg Camarillo touchdown. Absolutely. Yep, I remember it vividly. <laughs> but so going to going to the red flags. Um, I'm actually a Buccaneers fan. Quick okay. quick summary. So you know we uh, we fired John Gruden. Mm-hmm. We bring in a guy named Raheem Morris. You know he was a very people. He mm-hmm. was a player friendly coach. Mm-hmm. Then we ended up firing him because he was too friendly. So we bring in a strict coach. The coach we bring in, it was uh, from Rutgers. Uh, Greg Schiano. Yep. Yep. We bring in Greg Schiano, and that's a whole different conversation. But we bring <laughs> in Greg Schiano, and then there was a game against the New York Giants where the game was already lost, and then what he did was that the Giants were in victory formation, uh-huh. and he still had the defense actually go for the quarterback. As soon as they snapped the ball, the whole defensive line just came in, crashed the offensive line, and they hurt. Well, they didn't hurt Eli Manning, but like I remember, he stumbled a little bit, and it was a big brawl. When I seen that, I was like, "Yo, th- this man needs to be fired immediately." Yeah. You don't do that in the victory formation, and that's all I wanted to say. And uh, that's a great call. And I also remember that. And that goes back sort of the Joe Judge school of football meatball. Okay, like tough talk, disciplined, do things the right way. We're gonna play football the right way. Greg Schiano. His excuse after that was, I don't want my guys taking plays off. In the NFL, you have mindsets like that, or you're trying to coach an NFL team like a high school team, that's an L. That's a loss. That's why when Dan Campbell took over the Dolphins on an interim basis after Joe Philbin got fired and day one he's running Oklahoma drills, I was mortified because that's clown behavior. And I like Dan Campbell. But Dan Campbell and his inability to step away from being a big lump of football meatloaf is what's going to keep him from succeeding with the Lions as well. 